Welcome back to another edition of the Edge podcast here on BeaversEdge.com. Managing editor Brendan Slaughter joined, as always, by recruiting analyst Jared Hallis to give you the latest on Oregon State sports. Well, we're a week or so into this uh, COVID-19 social distancing part of our lives here in America, and it's a daily changing thing where athletics are on hold, the world's on hold, but we're still cranking out content for you here at Beaver's Edge, and it's good to be back. Jared, how's this kind of time been for you and your family and how you holding up my friend i'm holding up man the good thing about it is is i mean if you if you're on the board you've probably seen that we're, we're still having some recruiting content going and for me obviously that's a a good thing and there were the oregon state was able to, to get a lot of visits done prior uh to the to the kind of lockdown so there's still some guys that, that we're gonna have some updates on and uh the content as you said will will continue to flow so very thankful for that and uh, just, you know, blessed to have the opportunity to, to continue working as others, you know, do not have that opportunity to, throughout this time. Just take us through a little bit. So, uh, you know, for you and personally, I mean, we'll get into Oregon State. We'll get into the fact that they were one of the first schools, uh, you know, just na- na- nationally to be able to get a commitment right after recruiting was suspended. So it kind of shows that there's still kind of some ebbs and flows there. But for you sure. personally, how how's um, – you know, how has your kind of daily life been impacted from this? <clears throat> it's uh, it's I mean, it's different. Um, but I've always kind of been a homebody, anyways. I go out and do things uh, and hang out with friends and all of that. Uh, the biggest impact that it's had on me probably is just not being able to go to class and stuff like that. Um, so that obviously has been kind of nice, but at the same time, you know, you wish it didn't have to happen. Day to day, though, I've really just been staying inside. Um, you know, washing my hands. I I was telling my my uh, some of my friends yesterday. Sometimes I feel like my hands are not actually my hands, and they're buried underneath layers and layers of hand sanitizer and soap. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times I wash them because it just they feel like I don't know. It's a it's a feeling. I, I mean, sadly, it's a feeling that I've never had before because I've never washed my hands 25 times a day prior to <laughs> you know prior to to this week. But uh, it's definitely a crazy time. Day to day things are. Not too, 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 too very different, uh, but I think in the future that could definitely change. Uh, how, how's it going up there? Oh, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, uh, being up here. Uh, it's uh, obviously, it's different, you know, having just the, the day-to-day aspects of life be a little bit different, you know, um, in the sense of like, Everything that I kind of did being, you know, managing editor of Edge and also, you know, working at iHeartRadio as well was very much, you know, wake up, sports, 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 go to bed, repeat, you know, kind of a thing. And there was always something to do. And there was, you know, quite a bit on my plate. And kind of as a result of, you know, the intercollegiate athletics being canceled, it's kind of uh, added me some new perspective on, you know, what's important in life and, you know, what to focus on and what, you know, kind of helps kind of ground you a little bit so this whole thing's been very humbling uh, especially to uh you sure. know see different uh people's livelihoods be impacted and people who are much much more impacted than i am i feel very blessed that you know my family's healthy and uh everyone's hanging in there and you know we're all practicing good social distancing and and all that and you know the i think the craziest part's probably been going into stores and seeing no toilet paper or no paper towels um if i had to say um I've avoided the the pandemonium of the stores. I've been able to to stay out of that so far. We've uh, I've made one Costco run during this during this thing, and it was uh, it was it wasn't as bad as you thought. They kind of had an in and an out. They even uh, still let you take out like uh, the food court stuff if you wanted to on your way out too. 
Uh, no toilet paper, uh, no rice, no beans, some of the big staple items. But uh, all in all, uh, it's it's pandemonium out there. So like you said, for you, kind of applies to me a little bit of uh, being a homebody. I like to you know work from my laptop, obviously. So not a lot's changed there. And luckily, the Beavers still have recruiting stuff going on. So we've been able to keep busy. But it's... Um, you know, I, I talk to, you know, elders in my family. I'm sure you do the same, Jared. It's, it's, this is such a unorthodox and unprecedented time to the point where you can ask people and no one's really ever experienced anything quite like this. So we're from, you know, our age beyond, it's like, we're all just kind of feeling this thing out right now. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a live thing. You know, it's, it's, it's alive for everybody. We're, uh, we're kind of moving on the go and having to take it day by day because no one is really too sure what's going to happen. And that's one of the scariest parts of it all for me is just, you know, when you look down the line at, uh, you know, what the country could look like months from now, uh, it can get pretty scary. So let's just hope that uh, that things will will trend in the right direction sooner than later. Uh, obviously, I know that I, I think I read somewhere that China was uh, ha- has reached their peak and they're, you know, on a, on a steady incline now of, of good things happening. Uh, so that's always good to see if it's true. You know, there's so much misinformation out there, um, but that was good to see. So let's just hope that uh, the Italy can get back on the same track, and then, uh, of course, the United States as well. Uh, it's uh, it's it's crazy, and we're like I said, we're having to go day by day. No one really knows what's going to happen, but I have faith in the doctors and, and all the people that are that are all over it, and um, I'm you know hopeful that there will be a change in the near future. Yeah, and obviously just piggybacking off that a little bit, Jared, this is the Oregon State podcast, of course, but, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't obviously give our, you know, thanks and thoughts and prayers to all those medical practitioners and all those people that are, you know, out there working on the front lines to keep the country healthy. I mean, in, you know, you mentioned the the um, the misinformation, you mentioned some of the big states. I mean, it's, it's obviously a lot harder in, you know, more packed and more condensed cities. That's why you see New York already having some issues and, you know, as well as Los Angeles and that's, you know, being blessed up here in Oregon, we we're pretty spread out and have quite a bit of space and you're kind of in the same situation. So, you know, just thought thoughts and prayers for sure for everyone that's on the front line. And and we do appreciate you here at Beaver's Edge. Yeah, absolutely. Keep doing your thing. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing ours. And again, hopefully we'll, we'll see you on the other side. Switching over to sports now, because of course, there's always still sports stuff, and we have to give everyone at Beaver's Edge a sports fix, because just transitioning away from all the negative stuff that's come with this, the negative stuff that kind of falls by the wayside, because in the grand scheme of people's health and well-being, it doesn't matter as much, but no, we don't have sports anymore. We don't right? have sports. And, and, you know, that that's what I really want to talk about, is just that impact of understandably, you know, sports, and when it comes to something like this, all the correct decisions were made. I don't second guess any decisions, but I am genuinely curious to know what are people doing now? I mean, you think about how impactful (laughs) sports are in terms of people having jobs. You look at across the country. One thing I just have to give credit for every single NBA or NFL team that is going, or or, excuse me, NBA team that is going out there and paying their part-time employees for the rest of the season. I, I give tremendous kudos to for all those people that, you know, lost their wages and whatnot as a result. And I hope the colleges maybe work something in there as well with some of those people who lost out on opportunities. But it's just kind of eerie to think that, you know, what we're looking to next is hopefully, God willing, football in August. Yeah, no kidding. And, and, you know, the more I talk to people about it and uh, the the crazier things get, 
you kind of you kind of wonder if if it is going to happen in August, and it's quite terrifying because you can only imagine, you know, the the uproar that will will happen if uh, if something's to happen to football. And uh, let's just hope that that things will be better by then. <clears throat> it's going to be uh, really interesting. I'm trying not to even look that far ahead because uh, it's it's just kind of unrealistic, I think, um, to to make yeah, any. You- any guesses? Yeah, you, you know, it's hard to say. Um, I, I would like to think that I'm going to, you know, kind of follow suit with what I've seen coming out of, you know, the NFL uh, via um, Roger Goodell and the NBA with Adam Silver. And, you know, a lot of, you know, particularly I look at the NBA because that's probably the first thing we're going to have to, you know, that's probably going to be the kickoff for a lot of things, right? If the NBA decides to can't cancel their season – yeah, I, can I wonder see. if they'll finish it. It's crazy. I, I, I saw, like sometimes I think they won't even finish it. Well, the the with, with that said is like the first projections when Adam Silver sat down earlier this week was a best case scenario was probably restarting the season in June, right? And then that backs up the theory that I saw coming from you know the the White House and whatnot, saying that life, if things go according to plan, which you know you never know, we would. Begin to see life begin to be back to normal in the United States around June or July. If that is the case, I have no problem seeing spring football starting back in August. Because if we start to see things improve dramatically, steps can be taken. Now, some questions that people at Beaver's Edge have been asking is what happens to spring? Well, based on what we're seeing, what we're hearing about this midsummer deadline or not even so much deadline but midsummer estimate for when we think hey if we practice social distancing things go well we could attempt to be back right around then you know you could see fall camp happening but if spring and and kicking things on time but just given the timeline it's hard to imagine spring practices being made up or being able to be made back up i just don't see it i I think those are already out the window i don't see it either yeah i definitely i just don't think it's a possibility at this point and you know, they have summer workouts and things like that. So I would imagine if things are okay by then, they, they may just jump back into that. And you never know. Maybe the NCAA will, will allow them to, uh, to to work a football, like a real football, into uh, into those workouts. And, and they can get some, some stuff done. But it's not looking likely. Uh, but the good news is, like you said, if, if things are back, you know, by June or July, which are, is hopefully the way things are trending, then, uh, then we won't have to worry about the season as a whole being canceled, postponed. Uh, delayed or anything like that and that would all I mean that would be incredible so (laughs) that would be uh, no and and that's the thing is you know college football is kind of that that you know what's the old saying we all want something to look forward to right so every single you know sports fan out there in the wake of all this happening they're looking forward to what's next and you know could it be the NFL could it be the NBA coming back could it be fall camp or they're trying to rob Ron of his ring (laughs) yeah I said yeah, well, I mean, hey, I mean, my Blazers still need to fight for that eight seed. We're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just no, think, no. But in all in, in all but, in all seriousness, though, it's um, yeah. I mean, when you kind of break it down and look at it, it's all still very much in flux, and 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 that's why um, I think more than anything, we kind of just have to be patient. And you know, in terms of do all of us doing our part, you know, that's where you know, do we want football and all these sports to come back you know super badly well then do what the government's saying go out practice or not go out rather stay home practice social distancing and you know in theory we'll be on the other side of this you know uh better off for it that's the best thing to do 
And again, we're lucky to to be able to continue, uh, you know, doing what we do. So hopefully, all will will pick back up soon. In the meantime, though, some things have happened. Uh, yeah. So so we, speaking uh, speaking speaking of those things happening, I want to touch base real quick on just a few little newsy items that have worked their way in, and and it's nothing you and I haven't projected, Jared, but it's looking more and more like uh, the NCA hasn't yet made anything super super concrete. But what it's looking like is that. The spring athletes will be granted an extra year of eligibility. Winter athletes will not. What's just your just initial reaction on that? It's uh, it's what I expected. Kind of like you said, it was something that we kind of talked about uh, and people talked about on the board over at Beaver's Edge. Um, it's what I definitely expected. It really, really sucks for those for those seniors uh, who played those winter sports that they won't be able to have tournaments. Um, but I think they're they're making the right call overall. To, to get those spring athletes their their time back because you know their season essentially just started um so i'm happy for them that, that, that they'll be able to get back I, I feel i really do feel for the for the winter athletes but when you look at it in a grand scheme there's really only one thing left which was the ncaa tournament uh and then it of course but uh overall it's a it's, it's just still a horrible situation but at the same time i think i, I think they're making the right call by by doing what they're doing yeah, it's a tough call, but ultimately, I agree with it. Um, the spring athletes, it should be no question, because that, I mean, you look at, like, take Oregon State Baseball, for example. They played 14 games of what is usually a 50-ish game season for them. That's beyond, you know, th- that, and that goes for all, you know, so, uh, softball as well and some other sports. So I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, as far as winter uh, athletes go, you know, when you look at it, they played a whole year. And I see the postseason as a privilege, not a right. And while it sucks and it's super hard to understand that the timing of this happened to have that go down, it's out of your control. And, you know, you sometimes things happen that are just out of your control and it's no one's fault, but it just happens. And I think this is one of those situations. And, you know, I feel for those athletes. I really feel for you know, guys in the Pac-12 basketball and women as well, you know, players like Sabrina Ionescu, Michaela Pivik, um, Peyton Pritchard, Trace Tinkle, uh, you know, there are guys that I feel for that I've covered and gotten to know for quite a you know few number of years here in the Pac-12, both on the men's and women's side. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's certainly bring a tear to your eye when you think about they didn't even get a chance, you know, in the postseason to even show what they could do. But at the same token, it, that, like I said earlier in the podcast, this whole COVID-19 outbreak has really, I think, helped ground us all and bring us back to, you know, some humility about what's important more than anything. And that's the safety of each other. And at the sure. end of the day, you know, that's what was most important is that we need to realize as a society that, yes, sports are a huge part of our life. And yes, sports are extremely impactful and they can touch people in ways that I, I can't even explain. But when it comes down to this basic human safe, safety and healthy of the world, uh, it's second to none. Yeah, it's it's. I, I agree with what you said. It's kind of it's kind of good that that we can take something away from it, which is the unity of the country. In a sense, you know, cause we're all you know kind of coming together to to hopefully get get through this. And if there's something good to take away from it, I mean, I think that was something that's been needed for a while. It, I hate that that people tend to come together in tragedy. Uh, and so it sucks that it takes something like this to uh, to do that. But it is good that, you know, we're all uniting to to take down a, a common goal. 
and uh, hopefully we'll be on the other side of this soon. In the meantime, uh, it does suck that, that those players won't, won't get their you know chance to, to show what they can do in the tournament. But those, some of the players that you mentioned at least have some, some, some great experiences and, and made a great name for themselves and will certainly have a future uh, be on and off the field, court, whatever it is that, that they play. Oh, and, and I'm sure there's, again, more seniors in the pack and the many other conferences that I missed. But, you know, I mean, just uh, last bit on this, and, you know, this is something that I, for me personally, I think I mentioned it briefly in the last podcast as well. Um, when I was in Vegas for the Pac-12 Women's Basketball Tournament, now two weeks later, I still cannot imagine that I was there in that press conference with, you know, fellow writer at Beaver's Edge, Keenan Punkocher, and we were – just, you know, sitting in that press conference. And then we find out, you know, here we are weeks later. That was the last time we saw, you know, um, one of the greatest women's basketball players in Michaela Pivik that Oregon State's ever seen. And we didn't, you know, you didn't even know that like just a week later, the season would be just gone. And, you know, it goes the same way for those who watch the incredible game by Oregon State men's basketball, Wayne Tinkle and Jared Lucas at the game winning shot. And the tournament was canceled before they could even play Oregon the next day. You know, it, it's uh, it just like I said, it's it's powerful and it's crazy to think how quickly things can change. And that's why you know I'm I'm a you know take your blessings every day because things can change in a heartbeat. And speaking of things being able to change in a heartbeat, that's a pretty good transition to what's next because Jared, things did change in a heartbeat where the NCAA suspended recruiting. But then Oregon State got a commitment just like hours later. Talk about that as, as the Beavers landed uh, Henry Buckles, an offensive lineman from Hood River in the 2021 class. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, it was not something that was super unexpected. Henry was always a guy that was uh, super interested in Oregon State. Uh, he got up there on a visit the week before, and that's that's when he picked up his offer. Uh, so he was really, really, really excited to get that. So called it a dream offer if you read the story uh, on Beaver's Edge. Um, and then, you know, when he committed the, the quote that stood out to me the most, and I even had to double check him on this, he goes, you know, I was thinking about it and, uh, I'll just, if I had an offer from, from every school in the world, it would still be Oregon state for me. I was like, any wow. school, any school. And he was like, wow. yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, cool. I mean, that's amazing. And it speaks, I mean, it, it really does. Obviously, it, it, uh, he has an offer from, I believe, uh, San Jose State and Oregon State uh, now, obviously. Um, so he, he shut things down kind of early when, when they were most likely and still could pick up for him. You know, other schools don't necessarily stop recruiting people uh, when they commit. Um, but it, it just speaks about the staff and, and the ability that they have to, to recruit and even recruit during a, a time where they're not allowed to, to make face-to-face contact uh, because, you know, it's, it's uncertain right now even for those guys, for the recruits, and uh, for them to be able to lock down one of the best players in the state, probably the best offensive lineman in the state, uh, you know, during a time like this. And just, you know, days after he received his offer, it speaks about, their again, their ability to recruit, their ability to sell their message, and uh, he's just another example of that. Well, I wrote about this and the all great points, Jared. And I, I wrote about this in, in the uh, part of the commitment analysis was it's the second, you know, I, I understand Alex Lemon is the, when we'll get to him in a little bit, is technically yeah. the first commit of the 2021 class. Yeah. But I kind of, I've chosen to kind of put a little asterisk there because 
Yeah, for sure. Call me, call, call me crazy. Call me, you know, conspiracy, whatever. I think it is very important, and I think it shows a lot that the last two years, the first commitment, and again, Adderis next to Alex Lemon, has been an in-state guy. You look at John Miller last year, a guy that very similar to Buckles in the sense of, I mean, how early did John Miller commit, and how early did that guy go, you know, I'm an Oregon State guy, it's no question. Yeah, and then was, you get a very before, similar thing from Buckles. For the 2019 class, he was John Miller was in it for the longest time. He, he was an early guy, for sure. And, and, and more than anything, when it comes to you know what, what John Miller was able to do, I mean, I think it's just impactful that you see from top to bottom, you see uh, a guy that's local, a guy that wants to be a part of the program, and more than anything, a guy that you know, maybe grew up a Beaver fan, maybe grew up a Duck fan, whatever it is, but has a stake in you know being being local and you know knowing about what it is to be with Oregon State, and I think that's where Buckles comes in as well. Yeah, for sure. He wanted to to be a part of something, and he mentioned this multiple times. You know, part of something that was close to home. He loves the he loves where he lives. He loves the state of Oregon, and uh, he loves the the Pacific side of the country. And he wanted to to stay over there. And uh, Pac- Oregon State is the closest Pac-12 school to to his house. Uh, I think it's like two and a half, three hours, something like that, is what he told me. Um, so that was a, a really big role for him. He wants his family to, to you know to be out there every weekend uh, to you know see him in action. And uh, he's he's a really solid player. He's a really good pickup. And and I, again, I do think uh, had he not committed so immediately, uh, better or more opportunities would have come his way. Uh, and, and it's. Just crazy because, like you were just saying, John Miller did the exact same thing, and I think you'll see, you know, again where uh, Buckles will will stick around for the for the rest of this whole time, and uh, he'll be a, be a leader of this class. And again, you have to put that asterisk by Lemon uh, because he was originally a 2020 commit, but they're technically now at two, uh, which puts them ahead of the schedule if you compare it to to last year's class. There was they were only with Miller until May. Uh, late May, even when when Bingo Branson and uh, Zariah Beeson committed uh, just days after one another, uh, so so they're a little ahead of schedule, and it's a good thing to to be that way right now with all this going on, uh, and, and it's certainly you know good for them to to have those guys locked in, um, you know, and I say that confidently after Alex Lemon told me that he's firmly committed. Uh, to Oregon State, still just a couple of days ago. Uh, if you saw if you saw the site on the on the board or on, on Beaver's Edge, then then you were probably maybe a little surprised to see that because people were uncertain, you know. About but now it seems we have a little bit of clarity. Yeah, go ahead and kind of just uh, obviously head on over to beaversedge.com to get the latest, but just kind of give us a little snippet of uh, what it was like uh, catching up with Alex and uh, what's his state of mind right now and how's he doing. Yeah, it was uh, it was really good to hear from him. He was always a, a guy that was really nice to talk to in the 2020 class, but things, uh, you know, family matters and, and other outside factors, you know, really took a hold of his life uh, late in the year last year. So his uh, his priorities, you know, kind of had to to be put on hold a little bit to focus on some other things. Um, but now he uh, he's reclassified to 2021, obviously, and uh, he he you know he told me that he's 100 percent locked in on the things that that he needs to be locked in on, such as, you know, making sure that his, his grades are good, uh, putting on the, the, the good, you know, muscle and weight that he needs to, to be a, uh, impact player at the, the PAC 12 level. 
so he's focused on those things. He, he's getting those things done. He's transferred to Iowa Central now, um, and, and the staff there is really helping him out uh, in, in doing all those things. And you know, he's 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 fully committed to Oregon State. I'm not sure I how much exactly, um, you know that that is being pursued by by Oregon State. Uh, but as far as Lemon goes, he's 100% locked in, and he's excited. He's seen, you know, the new weight room, and he was talking to Coach Tibbs about that. He's excited to see that, um, and, and he's he's ready to work, man. So it's it's good to have him on board still. He was at one point one of the top, you know, defensive linemen in, in the JUCO ranks. So it's a, he's a valuable player and uh, somebody that, again, if he keeps his priorities straight, will be a, a welcome addition to the class. Maybe the old saying, good things come to those who wait, is probably going to apply very well to Alex Lemon. And, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure, I mean, I remember back at Shining Day and when we were, you know, talking about it too, I'm sure it was frustrating for everyone involved when, you know, Jonathan Smith and his staff probably started to get an inclination he wasn't going to be here. Oregon State fans kind of started to get that inclination as well. And then it kind of happened because, if it didn't happen, you know, Lemon would probably be a guy right now that, you know, would, would have been potentially enrolled for spring and probably would have been an impact playmaker this year. Just based on his talent and what we've seen, unfortunately that didn't happen and he'll have to wait a year. But with that being said, the talent is still there as long as, you know, and from everything I've heard, he's still, you know, full bore on, you know, doing the right thing and, you know, getting uh, to where he needs to get to. And um I have his talent speaks for itself. So Oregon state would be lucky to have him regardless whenever he does get here. Yeah, it's been good. And, and again, they're, they're, they're putting in the work and we'll continue to put in the work. If you saw their tweet yesterday of the, the virtual tour, of the campus, there will be a lot of more efforts like that in the future, uh, you know, through social media and, you know, through, you know, any method of contact that they can use uh, using technology, there will certainly be uh you know, using those as much as they can to, to continue building those relationships with the 2021, 2022, and 2023 classes. And I know that sounds crazy because those kids are freshmen. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're really doing a good job getting those relationships started early on. And uh, I'm, I'm very confident that even throughout this time, they will continue to, to do that. A little bit more recruiting news as well uh, broke last night is that uh, Xavier Worthy, 2021 receiver from Fresno, California, three-star in the Rivals database, announced his top six that included Oregon State, Michigan, Utah, Oregon, Fresno State, and Nebraska. Again, Xavier Worthy, the six-foot-one, 160-pound speedster out of Fresno State, got a chance to watch his highlights last night. The kid's got nice size, or even at six-foot-one, and uses his body really well, and he is fast. Yeah, he's a really good player, and he, I mean, his offer list speaks for itself. Uh, there's a lot of really good schools, Oregon State being one of them, that is uh, invested in him and, and trying to, to bring him on board. And he's a really talented guy, man. And, you know, those those opportunities come your way. We'll be talking to him today uh, to get, you know, to pick his brain a little bit about these final six schools and uh, see, you know, how he's feeling each one of them. And, and of course, that update will be on Beaver's Edge uh, by the end of the day. Ooh, good stuff. Love hearing uh, good stuff from Jared Hallis diving deep into the recruiting ranks right now. That's always great to hear. And, you know, kind of transitioning into our, our last little segment here, we want to hear from you guys. We've mentioned it on the beaversedge.com board. We want to hear from everybody else. What would you like to see in terms of content? Obviously, Jared and I got our whole host of ideas, and we've got plenty of analysis and recruiting stuff to get into, but bigger picture stuff are there are there articles you guys would like to see are there things that 
you'd like to see us do? Would you like to see us podcast more? Would you like to see us have different people on the podcast? Would you like to see different styles of stories? We want to hear from you uh, at Beaver's Edge. So you can post on the damn board. You can shoot us an email at beaversedge1 at gmail.com. Plenty of other things as well. We, we want to hear from you guys because this is an unorthodox time and it's going to require creativity from a lot of people to be able to give you guys the content that uh, you deserve and the content we want to give you. Yeah, it's a, uh, we definitely are going to, you know, be looking at all of your suggestions. So, so feel free and, and please, we mean that in the, in the most sincere form, please, you know, send us whatever it is that you want to see. We will certainly consider it uh, at the very least, if not act upon it. Uh, you know, there's with, with nothing really happening right now, there's a there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to deep type deep dive into as Bryn, as Brendan mentioned, um, but you know we're still very open to hearing your suggestions and we want to make sure that all the people who are already subscribed and, and even people who aren't subscribed that are maybe looking into it, uh, you know, are satisfied and, and you know are still you know uh, concerned and, and you know want to know about what's going on at Oregon State. All things sports related, we have it we have it all covered. You know. We've we've already been pretty creative, if I do say so myself, with some of these polls we have going on. We've got people talking about how their username was created. You know, oh, we're 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 coming to ourselves over at Beaver's Edge. We're learning more about each other throughout this time, and it's kind of it's been kind of cool uh, to you know hear more stories about people on a more personal level uh, and get to know you know the members of the site better throughout this time. Well, I tell you what, and I've yet to find anyone that can argue with me on this. The best form of social distancing is interacting with your friends on the beaversedge.com message boards. Yeah, no, no, there's no way anybody could ever disagree with that. You can't disagree with that. I mean, right now, it's, you know, we live in this world right now where, you know, we have people that are kind of, like you said, homebodies and we're having to get digital and, you know, new Netflix shows and so on and so forth. So, like I said, if you want to join the, Join the fam at beaversedge.com. Like Jared said, we got lots of great conversations going on right now. We've been talking best sports movies, best basketball movies, best baseball movies. Like he said, usernames and, you know, some, some interesting responses. I, uh, I'm kind of in the minority for thinking Space Jam is one of those best, uh, best all-time basketball movies. But, uh, Jared, you got my back on that one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm a Coach Carter guy myself. I really, I really enjoy Coach Carter, but obviously Space Jam is a great one, and we'll be looking forward to Space Jam Two, uh, featuring the best basketball player of all time, and <laughs> also uh, an Oregon State recruit, uh, Sayer Wright. He's a four-star defensive back. He's actually playing LeBron James's son in the movie, so we're really looking forward to that one for multiple reasons. Uh, but again, we have lots of conversation going on on Beaver's Edge still, as we've mentioned multiple times now. Uh, you know, the content's not going to stop. You know, things things are slowing down, but that's not going to stop us over at Beaver's Edge. And we encourage you to come and uh, to, to you know, jump on board and, and become part of what's the best community in Oregon State Athletics. And uh, you definitely won't regret it. Jared, see, you, you work for you work for a site that's based in Oregon, man. You can't even throw in there that Damien Lillard's going to be in there, too. Come on, man. Space <laughs> Jam, too. You got to throw Dame Dollar some love. <laughs> amongst everyone else like clay thompson's in there too i mean the, the that's the most exciting thing for me is that you know when we were i guess kids you know the basketball players that were you know live in in uh, space jam one obviously were not our not you know not our timeline you're talking players that were yeah, who, you know we who didn't, was that guy? 
Well, let's see. Space Jam 1, you got what? You got Larry Bird, who's obviously in it, doesn't play. Um, who, is, who are these people? Let's see. You got Muggsy Bogues. You got yeah. um, Charles Barkley. You've got... Uh-huh. Um, oh, goodness. Wow. See, this is, this is the millennials right here. This is bad, man. Uh, I'm having to look it up. I'm serious. I'm, I'm not going to end like this. Let's Michael see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you got, let's see. Okay, there. that this, was the one. The moral made. of the Sean, story is this. Sean Brown. We're taking Sean LeBron Brown. with all these guys. Every one of them. And I don't speak for Brendan in this case, but I'm certainly speaking for myself. <laughs> and, and this is another topic that we can debate on edge or anywhere you want. Because <laughs> I'm open 24-7 when it comes to this. LeBron James over all these guys. Well, well in, in the sense of, like, you mean uh... – more excited for a space jam with LeBron as opposed to Michael. Um, in all sense, I'd back you up on that for certain because I'm not what I mean, though. I I do kind of mean that, uh, but I I mean, as a basketball player, as a person, uh, you know, as a non gambler, all all the above for sure. Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess like growing up, Space Jam was a great film, right? But it came out the year I was born, right? So essentially. You're talking about something I would I didn't, you know, probably watch until, you know, it was a little few years later. And that's why now, I mean, you look at this cast, you're talking about C.R. Wright, LeBron James, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, many, many more. I, I just think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, I'm in my mid-20s and you're going to see me in the movie theater with, you know, probably <laughs> a bunch of kids the day it opens because I'm going to want to see that. Oh, period. yeah. We're, we're I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm going to admit it, too. Straight up. Yeah, no, and we won't be alone in that. And I, I think people understand, you know, it's it's the people that we've grown up watching. So it'll be interesting to see them try their go as an actor. Uh, but overall, it's uh, just something else that we have to look forward to. I think it's projected to come out. What, what was it like over the summer or Let, something? Like that? Let's see. Oh, we got uh, July 16th, 2021. So we oh. still got a little ways away. Wow. It's going to be a in the words of Jonathan Smith. It's going to be a minute. I did not know that it was that far. I thought it was July 2020. No, I'm assuming. Let's see. I'm, I am I would guess it probably. Um, yeah, they said production wrapped up at the end of this year. I mean, you know, I remember this this last summer, you know, when I was still working uh, uh, and doing stuff for the Trailblazers a little bit. And, you know, when Damien Lowered and some others went down and, you know, did their recording and stuff for this, that it was very quick. But I would imagine that for the animation alone of it, that's probably what takes a year plus just to post edit and, you know, produce because you're talking about weaving, you know, um, you know, anim- it's like any other Disney movie, right? You're weaving, you know, CGI animation for characters in with real life people, which I think is still a little bit challenging, so to speak. For sure. I mean, it's something else to look forward to though. So I'm excited for it regardless. Yeah. Let's look forward to that too. At least, at least that's a year away, but no, um, we're uh, we're extremely happy to continue to bring you coverage of just about everything, and we appreciate you uh, all listening to Jared and I ramble on. We hope we were able to entertain you here for half an hour or so, and and that's our plan. I mean, it's it's going to be a very interesting time for the next foreseeable future, and Jared and I are going to try to podcast, you know, once a week at least, just so we can get out there and talk to y'all. And taking what we said earlier even a step further, if you have good podcast ideas, if you have things that Jared and I want to. Uh, want stuff for Jared and I to break down and discuss, agree, disagree, whatever. We'd love to hear those as well. So 
we're going to be extremely connected here at Edge, and we're extremely pleased to continue to bring you more coverage in various different ways, and should be a lot of fun. Yeah, bring it on. We're uh, we're all ears, and uh, we hope you are too. And uh, just just know that that this train ain't stopping. And wash your hands. That too. Yeah, wash wash your hands. Social distancing, and this train ain't stopping. I love it. So again, for Jared Hallis, Brendan Slaughter, we're signing off from this edition of the Edge Podcast. Once again, we just want to send our thoughts and prayers out to everyone you know across the country and worldwide. We're thinking of you. You know, for anyone that's affected out there and. You know, we're uh, just trying to continue to bring some positivity on this side. So, again, uh, we're all thinking of you out there. And uh, thanks for listening to another edition of the Edge Podcast.